The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. bless you. Amen. Amen. Alright, so let's move straight to our agenda for today. I believe you are going to be blessed. How many of you are expectant? And uh, how many of you are able to listen to the podcast? How many of you were able to listen to the podcast? Well, let me see your hands again. Those are Alright. So like I always say, um, you know, there's a song where we're growing up, we used to sing. If you don't go to heaven, don't blame Jesus. If you don't go to heaven, don't blame your father. Have you, have you ever heard that? <laughs> so, okay. If the lady have you, don't blame your pastor. Because I'm doing my part. Amen. I'm doing my part. Whatever God is asking me to do, I'm doing it. So, at the end of the day, nobody can stand on judgment day and say, My pastor didn't teach me. The pastor didn't tell me. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. So if at this point in your life you can't spare 30 minutes to listen to a message, then your problem is very huge. Like you really have a problem. Like you don't have time. Amen. Amen. Like you don't have time. 30 minutes. You can't make 30 minutes to listen to a message. It means actually. Like, you know, Elon Musk should come to you and be taking some lessons because like 24 hours now soon. <laughs> You need like 28 hours a day and eight days a week. Hallelujah. It is well. Tap your name and say it is well. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, it's very, very important because whatever I'm going to be saying today is a continuation of what I said on the podcast. So those of you that listen will have a better understanding than those that didn't listen. And progressively, that's how I'm going to do it. Sunday is going to be a continuation of Wednesday. So if you don't listen, it means that you're on your own. Whilst I'm teaching, you're just looking at me and be saying amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So um, we began, um, this month has been declared, or was declared, as a month of discipleship. And trust me, there are a thousand and one topics by the grace of God we could have handled in this month of discipleship. But we, by the Spirit of God, decided to handle the issue of so winning hallelujah amen so winning um, with respect to the subject of discipleship and it is very very important that you and i understand whatever it is this month is a very crucial month because trust me there are a thousand and one believers that don't understand the subject of so winning hallelujah amen. and even in the area of so winning there are also a thousand and one messages you can preach now we have decided to take a different trajectory we are looking at the benefits of soul winning to you as a person that is all we are dealing with this month the benefits of soul winning to you as a person to you as an individual growing up um in many times past we have been taught we have learned about the benefits of soul winning to the church the benefits of soul winning to the kingdom of god the benefits of soul winning to heaven and all of that but many believers don't know how soul winning benefits you personally when we talk about prayer you know that prayer benefits you directly you know once you are praying it means that something is going to happen for you when you fast people know the benefits of fasting to themselves people know the benefits of giving but very few know about the benefits of soul winning hallelujah Amen. if you ask the average believer what is the benefit of soul winning? so well once you get to heaven, you know, there's a crown for you. That is the answer they mostly give. Win souls and then you get a crown in heaven. But this month, one of the things you are going to discover is that the benefit of soul winning will not start in heaven. It will start here. The benefit of soul winning starts from the earth before you get to heaven. 
So because of that, people are like, well, and get crown. Now they say crown to be in pain soon. <laughs> so if I don't win souls, at least, okay, fine, I'll go to heaven. Yes, but I won't get crown. Okay, then I won't win souls. So at least, at least, I want you in heaven. Even if it's heaven, so go cry heaven. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. May God deliver you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So briefly, I'll be teaching on what I've entitled the commissions of the Great Commission. Part one. Wow. The commission of the Great Commission. It's a good place to put your hands together. Hallelujah. The what? The commission of the Great Commission. So I want to make one or two definitions so that you can understand what I'm saying and then we progress. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So let's define the Great Commission. I, I defined it in the podcast. Let me give us just a layman's understanding of what it is. Now, when we talk about the Great Commission, we are simply talking about Jesus' instruction to the disciples before he was ascended into heaven to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. It is simply a soul winning instruction from Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Yes, Tap your neighbor by your side and say the Great Commission. The Great Commission is a soul winning instruction from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if I have stood here today, this morning, and then you know the teaching was about prosperity and prophecy and all of that. People be so excited. You don't know the benefits of soul winning. That's why some of you suddenly your face has changed. <laughs> Once you are soul winning, you know, if you knew the benefits, you will look at me attentively and listen to what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Yeah. The message will blow your mind. Trust me. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So the great commission is what? The instruction of Jesus Christ towards the disciples to go and win souls. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's define what a commission is. So we are looking at what? The commission of the what? Of the Great Commission. When we talk about commission, in a layman's understanding, a commission is the profit you earn by engaging in business on somebody's behalf. Are you with me? The amount of revenue, profit, income that you get by engaging in what business on somebody's behalf. So, for example, um, let's say Lady Caris is selling phones, phones, and she has given me twenty phones to sell. And she said that if you are able to sell the twenty phones. I will give you a commission of 2% of the total earnings. So let's say every phone is 2,000, 2,000, 2,000, 2,000. If you are able to sell the 20 phones, how much does that become? If one is 2,000, I'm selling 20, that's 40,000, right? So 2% of that is my what? Commission. Those who are in the area of insurance and all of that, what they earn is what we call commission so if you are able to bring people into the insurance company who are able to purchase some insurance products and all of that there is what we call what commission so commission is something that we are all familiar with some way somehow it is a business terminology you are not the owner of the goods you are not the owner of the services you are doing it on somebody's behalf then the person gives you a percentage of everything that comes in. If you are with me, say amen. amen. And so, the Great Commission, from today, I want you to begin to see it as the Great Commission. Okay. For so many years now, you have seen it as the Great Commission, like the Great Ejuma. <laughs> you know, the great labor because when you hear so, it means that Kai is a human back. You know, we have to labor, we have to walk in the sun, you have to talk to people who will be snobbing you, you have to literally, you know, dirty yourself. But from today, I want you to begin to see, in fact, from this series mm-hmm. onwards, after this month, I want you the next time you hear great commission, hear it as great commission. Yes, in other words, great profits great revenue 
great income. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So having laid this foundation, let's read one or two scriptures and then we take it from there. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 3. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 3. Are you with me? First Samuel chapter 9, verse 3. One, two, three, let's go. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Give me another translation. Do you have uh, New King James or King James? If you have King James. King James. Is it there? King James. King James. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. He says what? Okay, give us verse 15. Verse 15 of the same text. Verse 15. Uh-huh. Verse 15 of the same text. Now the Lord has told someone in this year, and day before so uh -huh. Verse 16. Verse 16. Tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, mm -hmm. that he may save my people out of the land of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is come unto me. Alright, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Somebody say the commission, the commission. of the great commission. Alright, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Uh huh. It says what? For the Son of Man is come to see and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody once again say the commission, the commission of the great commission. The great commission. Say the benefit the of soul winning. Hallelujah. Amen. So from the just read first Samuel chapter 9, verse 3. Reading from the New King James Version. The Bible says, Now the donkeys of Kish. Are you with me? Yes, Saul's father were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise. And go and look for the donkeys. Then verse 15 says that a day before the donkeys got missing, God spoke to the prophet Samuel and said, I will be sending a young man your way tomorrow by this time. The young man will be on his way looking for donkeys, but I am looking for him. When you meet him, anoint him as king over the children of Israel. Mind you, Saul was not aware of this conversation that God had with Samuel. Yes, sir. His father's donkeys were lost. And he had an assignment by his father to go and look for the donkeys. He simply obeyed his father to go look for the missing donkeys. He didn't know what was waiting for him. Then in Luke chapter 19 verse 10, Jesus Christ also comes and says, The Son of Man came or has come to seek and to save the lost. So by this, we can attest that Saul was on a journey of the Great Commission. In other words, he was also going to look for the missing donkeys of his father. Jesus came to look for the missing children of the father. And Saul was looking for the missing donkeys of his father. So we can say that what Saul was doing was more or less an evangelical activity. Are you following what I'm trying to say? Yes, now, ladies and gentlemen, I want us to understand something. That the soul we are talking about, when you read from verse 1 of 1 Samuel chapter 9, 
and I want to encourage you to do so when you get home, you will discover that in the beginning to talk about Saul, the Bible says that his father was a man of standing. His, his father was a man of renown. He was a man who had a good reputation in the land where he found himself. When you progress, the Bible says that Saul was the most handsome man in Israel. Yes. He was the tallest and the most handsome. But when an opportunity came, his father had money. Listen carefully. His father had money. Not too much, but his father was influential in a way. Saul had very, very good attributes. Handsome, tall, thick, like many of you want your men to look like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the Bible says, his father asked him to go and look for the missing donkeys. My question is that, there were servants in his father's house. Why did his father ask him to go and look for donkeys? Because the text we read says that, and the Lord said, sorry, and his father said to him, take one of the servants, which means the servants were more than one, and go and look for the missing donkeys. So why would the father send him to look for the donkeys when there were other servants? Ladies and gentlemen, the great commission is not for servants. It is for sons of God. Mm. For preaching. Clap, clap, clap. For some preaching. Preach. Hallelujah. The great commission is for what? Sons of God. It's for people that see God as their father. It's for people that see God as their father. There are two kinds of people you will find doing the Great Commission. You will find the sons and you will find the servants. And they are all there for different reasons and for different purposes. And so this Saul got a handsome guy. You know, there is this ideology that so we need is for those who, as it were, omu wanyefe. Omu omu shu. Aye. He say, you see the shoe like you know the ark of Noah. The trouser is like the curtain in Solomon's temple. Big trouser, crooked shoe. They are the ones that go for evangelism. But we are seeing somebody handsome. The Bible says he was Mr. Israel. In those days, when we come to Ghana and we have beauty contests, we say what? Miss Malaika, Miss Ghana. Miss Universe. In fact, now the misses are too many, we are even missing them. But this guy, Mr. Israel, he caught up and he was roaming looking for donkeys. Imagine him going house to house. Please, uh, I'm looking for some donkeys. And they're like, ah, no, no donkeys here. He enters the next house. Please, have you seen any donkeys? They said no. And people are wondering why such a handsome, a TikTok guy is roaming around looking for donkeys. How important are these donkeys? We are waiting for the day where we'll have Miss Malaika in church. And Miss Malaika will get up on a Saturday morning. She will wear her crown, wear her apparel, wear her sash. She steps out. She's not going for a program. She's going for evangelism. That is what we have to get to. You will see people in the church and you wonder, why is this guy roaming around looking for souls, looking for donkeys? This is Mr. Israel. The tallest, the most handsome. The tallest and the most handsome. Look, look for that text for me and project. They think probably I'm making a story. I'm building my case. Are you following what I'm trying to say? Another cue we can take from this is that when you are going for evangelism, look good. Look good. Don't wear chalewote and nika and, and, and sleeveless that you are going for evangelism. This guy was going to look for missing donkeys, and yet God was describing his look. He was going to look for missing donkeys, not gold, though. He wasn't looking for gold. He wasn't looking for diamond. He was going to look for missing donkeys, and yet the Bible began to describe his appearance. He was, he was handsome. He was fair to look upon. 
he was he was he was a head taller, a shoulder taller. It means that the guy now above. You get it? He was well dressed. His hair was well combed. You know, his his apparel was literally ironed. He stepped out. He's looking for donkeys. Some of you, you only dress when it's time for wedding. Wedding guests, wedding guests, wedding guests. Hello. That is the only time we see you. Wedding guests, wedding guests. And we on the other side are trying to guess who invited you to the wedding to be a guest. Hello. The guy dressed well. He's going for a man. He's going to look for missing donkeys. Missing donkeys. If you are here with me, yes. are you enjoying the message? Yes. <laughs> Is it there? Now let's read it together. Uh -huh. One, two, three, let's go. Uh -huh. And he had a choice, and handsome son, whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. Listen, though, some of you, even your family, are not a good family is too much. Some people, their car they sat in to come into church. Maybe you're not even the most handsome in the car. In this church, if you are choosing most handsome, we choose you. No, I'm not trying to draw shit at anybody. I'm trying to let you understand what we are dealing with. And for the Holy Spirit to say Saul was handsome, it means he was really handsome. Yeah. He was really handsome. Yes, uh -huh. Read on. He says what? Uh huh. The guy had the features. Yeah. And you see, he wasn't looking for girls. With all his features, he wasn't looking for girls. He was looking for souls. He was looking for donkeys. If you like. Let God give some of the guys in this church bodies. I will affect Akura. Bodies of Akura. You will never see them as so women. Body Akura. Tinti Akura. Their shirt was fitting. He was well dressed. The Holy Ghost talking, oh, you know, the Holy Ghost is the author of the Bible, yeah. and the Holy Ghost is describing so. He said he had a handsome son, oh. and this guy, there are not many people in the Bible, the Bible calls handsome. Go and read your Bible, handsome, you won't find that put in the Bible because not many are handsome. <laughs> <laughs> but this text, you know, clap hands for the guy because we have handsome guys here. And all the handsome guys in this church, don't worry, very soon God will put some in your hands. Some money in your hands. Are you here? He was looking for donkeys with all these features. So, can Miss Malika go for evangelism? Why not? Dress nice well. You know, get down from your car. Miss Malaika, yeah. Miss Ghana, yeah. Mr. Ghana, um, Mr. Ghana, Mr. Ghana, Miss Heroes, Miss Universe, Miss Zion. Yeah. No, one day in, in this ministry, we'll have a party. We'll call it Miss Zion. Ah. It's for the kingdom, Miss Zion. And you know, our pageant will be looking out for what Miss Malaika is looking out for. The other criteria, Miss Zion. Yeah. Mezayo. But then I'm here shrying. If you win, you get a house and an SUV. Free trip to Israel. To go and play. You go to Dubai and say, no, you go to Israel and go and play. Are you here? Praise the Lord. Benefit of soul winning. Mm. So this guy got up. He didn't know God had set him up. Yeah, 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 he got, you know, God made the donkeys to get missing so that he could fish Saul out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Many of you don't know what is waiting for you at the other side of evangelism. You don't know. This guy got up. In his mind, he was just being obedient to his father. He loved his father so much. When you progress and you read on, you will discover that after they went through four locations. I don't have time. They went through four locations. The first place they came to, the Bible calls it Ephraim. Number two, they came to a place called Shalisha or Shalisha. From Shalisha, they came to Shalem. Then from Shalem, they came to Benjamin. When they got to Benjamin, Saul said, Ah, we have not found the donkeys. By now, my father is worried. Let's go back home. Let's go back home. By now, my father will stop worrying about the donkeys and start worrying about me. This was somebody that loved his father. Evangelism is for people that love God. It is for people that are crazy about God. It is for people that make the worries of God their worries. When the worries of God becomes your worry, you are worried about what worries God. You are troubled about what troubles God. Saul's father's donkeys were missing. And Saul could have said, Father, let the servants go. Let some other people go. But he said, I love my father so much. And what is making my father unhappy is equally making me unhappy. Therefore, I will arise and go and look for the donkeys. They are not my donkeys. They are the donkeys of my father. But anything to make my father happy. I am willing to do it. God came and saw Jesus. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It did not end there. The Bible said, for he doeth the things that please me. You want to make God happy. You know God loves souls. For God so loved the world that he sent and he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have life eternal. God so loved the world. So I must love what God loves. If God loves souls, I must be crazy about souls. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? May somebody here receive a baptism for the hunger for souls in the name of Jesus. When God wants to single out people in a congregation, he will bring up an assignment. Let me tell you one thing about God. God is not interested in blessing everybody. Okay, Go and read your Bible. In a whole generation, God can bless only one man. In a whole generation. One, one, that is one scary thing about God, and you can't take him to God. If God does not bless you, he's still God. If you die poor, he's still God. Whatever happens to you does not affect him. So if I were you, I will align because God has nothing to lose. You have everything to lose. The benefits of evangelism. So this guy got up looking for his father's donkeys. He didn't know that a throne was looking for him. He didn't know that an anointing was looking for him. He didn't know that leadership was looking for him. He didn't know that power was looking for him. So ladies and gentlemen, what is the first commission of the Great Commission? Relevance. Mm. The first commission of this Great Commission is relevance. Saul was from a, a, a background a family that was not known. In fact, when you read further and you discover his interactions with Samuel, he began to tell Samuel, I am the least in my family. My family is the least tribe in Israel. Why is it me? In other words, you know, the family didn't have relevance as it were. There was no relevance. Saul, despite his handsomeness, his handsomeness did not take him anywhere. His height, everything did not take him anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, many people in this generation, their relevance, their relevance is their beauty. Their relevance is their handsomeness. Their relevance is their height. Their relevance is their complexion. So people will do everything to change their complexion, to change their body stature, and to change because they feel that is where their relevance is. Paul or Saul had all of this, but he still was not relevant. He had the height, he had the handsomeness, he had everything you are talking about, but he still was not relevant. This generation has missed it. 
They feel as a lady, if you don't have a big back, you are not relevant. So every lady is doing something to pull something at their behind. That is why we have been left behind. If you don't have certain bodily features, you are not relevant. No. In this kingdom, your relevance is not your beauty. Your, your relevance does not move angels. Sorry, your beauty does not move angels. Your height does not move them. Your complexion does not move them. Your body stature does not move them. Have you seen an angel before? If you see an angel, you, you, will, you will hide your, your so-called beauty. Okay. If you want to know beauty, meet an angel. So this attitude of banking our relevance on how we look is a mispriority. Your relevance, number one, comes from the Great Commission. The Great Commission will make you relevant. Saul went looking for his father's donkey, but he didn't know relevance was looking for him. Suddenly, when you progress, the Bible says that when you met Samuel, Samuel said, and God told Samuel, this is the guy I was talking about. Saul was not even aware of the conversation that Samuel had with God. He was just about winning or recovering the lost donkeys of his father. Someone met him and said, Today you will eat at my table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, Relevance. Yeah, yeah. Said, Today you will eat at my table. So the Great Commission brings you to the table of the greats. As the conversation ensued, someone called one of the main seven and said, Do you see, do you remember the meat I asked you to put aside? Bring it. There was a meat that was set aside for the person that God was to anoint as king. When Saul showed up, then someone said to the seven, Bring that meat, it is for this guy. So there is a blessing reserved for you. There is a meat reserved for you. There is a miracle reserved for you. But until you leave your father's house, and start looking for the donkeys. You won't meet the meat. This table I'm talking about was a table of the greats. Do you know who Samuel was? When you read that, go home and read first Samuel chapter 9. The Bible says that in all Israel, he was known to be the seer. Even kings were afraid of him. He was almost, he was even more powerful than the king in those days. And one of the ladies that when they were looking for the donkeys, they met one and said, oh, we are looking for the seer. He said, oh, that man, run, 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 because he's around. He's about to offer a sacrifice. And this sacrifice we are talking about, until he comes, nobody will eat. Everybody's waiting for someone to come. When he comes to offer the sacrifice, then we will eat. That was how powerful someone was. And someone said to Saul, a nobody from a tribe of a nobody from a family of a nobody, today you eat at my table. What was the difference? He went looking for his father's donkeys. I was listening to um, you know, a man of a man of God, Reverend Eastwood, and he was talking about certain things that were happening. And in his testimonies, I was hearing some strange things. He said, I picked the phone and I called your mama. I said, hey. <laughs> said I picked my phone. When I called your mama, I said, hey, also for at the same. Say, said, um, there was a pastor who has had an accident in the north. Can we get one of the helicopters to one of the, the, the how do you call it, air ambulance to airlift him to Accra? And then your mama said, it shall be done, sir. He said, a few minutes later, the general of the, air, air, what do you call it, the, the, the oh. air force called him and said, sir, your, 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 this thing will be transferred to Accra as soon as possible. Before he knew it, the guy was airlifted. Now, what happened? This man I'm talking about is a preacher. He's a man who is about the Great Commission. But the Great Commission has brought him to the table of the greats. Yeah. When he can pick a phone and call a president, when I'm not, and call a president and demand for favors. And the president is doing the favor to him because he is a man of God. Yeah. That favor. Not everybody can get it. As a doctor, you may not get that fever. As a lawyer, you may not get that fever. Because even from the response of your mama, you can see that he said, hey, also for penny. Why? The Great Commission will make you relevant. He continued to share another testimony. He said there was another incident where some Ghanaians were sick in Cuba and he called Akufado. 
No, apparently he went to his office. He said he got to the office, the premises, the Jubilee House. And he said, sir, uh, is the president expecting you? He said, no. Did you book an appointment? He said, no. Tell him that I am here. <laughs> so they went to the office and said, oh, so so and so is around. Man, the president said he should come. When he say, I was open. Now, how and then he said, he began to tell the president, oh, something. he said, don't worry. As he was talking, the president was writing. He said, in less than three weeks, the people were brought back to Ghana. Wow. Why? The great commission has brought him to the table of the greats. All he does is to preach, to teach, to share the word of God, and to win souls. That, that, that activity has brought him to the table of the greats. There are countless testimonies. Look at Jesus Christ. He used his own life as an example. He was born in a manger. Not in a hotel, not in the best hospital. He was born in a manger. A dilapidated manger. From that manger, when he became of age, he was about the Great Commission. About the Great Commission. A time came, kings were looking for him. A time came, he was the talk of the town. A time came, his popularity surpassed the popularity of the king of those days. And they became jealous. Why? The Great Commission will make you a relevant person. Yes. If you want to be relevant in this kingdom and in this world, don't play with the Great Commission. It is not called Great Commission by accident because it can indeed make you great. Yes. What do you know somebody here? Yes, yes. I can tell you of nobody's became somebody's because they were just about their soul business. They were just about winning souls and establishing souls. They were just about the Great Commission. If you are not about the Great Commission, like I said in the podcast, you are missing something great. Mm. Mm. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes, Many Christians are not relevant. Is that true? Mm-hmm. How do you measure your relevance? Relevance is your ability to matter when it matters most. Mm. Relevance is when you matter when it matters most. Relevance is your ability to cause changes, to, to your ability to influence decisions. How relevant are you? Measure it as we sit here. Some of you, even in your family, you are not relevant. You can't talk and something will change. You can't, your, 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 you, you know, you can't talk and even the date of a meeting will change. So we are having a meeting at this time. Say, I will not be available. Oh, when will you be available? Next week. Okay, we have shifted the meeting to next week. That's relevant. Because the meeting cannot hold without you. Yeah. But there are many people, the meeting will hold without you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will even call you that there is a meeting. You are not relevant. I am teaching you how to be relevant. Go for the Great Commission. Relevant. Look at the disciples. Fishermen, uneducated men, they didn't know anything. You could see they were so ignorant. Sometimes when you read the kind of questions they were asking Jesus, ah, these guys, are they serious? But look, through the Great Commission, that was the only thing they did. Going about preaching, going about preaching, and time came, kings were looking for them. Nobody's not educated. Your relevance will not come from your certificates. Yes, if you are holding, if in this generation, the only thing you have is a certificate, I'm sorry. You'll be left behind. People have better certificates. Yes. You only have first degree. People have four, five, six, yeah. like a thermometer. <laughs> you have just one. And you think that degree is what to make you relevant. You are joking. You mm-hmm. are joking. Go yes, to US and see professors who are driving taxis. Go and find out. If you want to be relevant, go for the Great Commission because it will make you relevant. Yes, sir. Look at what Jesus said to the disciples go into all the world. Mm. It means that the moment you begin to go, the world is open to you. Listen, there is a visa stronger than the Schengen visa, it is called the visa of the Great Commission. When you carry that visa, no nation can stop you from entering. If they stop you at the border, they can't stop you on the airwaves. 
I can't begin to share testimonies with you of the Great Commission. You are missing something great. When you hear evangelism and you are running away, you are running away from your throne. So what? When you hear evangelism and you are running away, you are running away from relevance. You are running away from being important. You are missing your kingship. You are missing the ability to reign and to lead. Just imagine Saul did not go looking for the donkeys. Just imagine. Okay, the donkeys are missing. Let the, let the old ones give birth to new ones. Say donkeys, they be donkeys, they say. We have goats, we have sheep, we have other animals. Is it not donkey? Oh. That was how he would have missed being a king. As we progress in this series, you discover you have been missing something all these years. What is it, evangelism? Now, prophetic meeting, you are there. You are joking. You are joking. Look at how the gospel even got to us. The Great Commission. People, you know, in those days, that was the relevance of Christianity. Who was winning the most souls? Who was the greatest evangelist? You know that there was not like who is the greatest prophet, who is the greatest. Thank God for all of that. Your relevance came from how many souls you are winning, how you are affecting people's lives. Don't just be born and live and die and go and be forgotten. You are not here to be forgotten. Your, your mother didn't carry you in her womb for nine months to come and waste your time on it. You are just walking up and down. That your life is not affecting anybody. No impact, nothing. You think that is all life is about? There is a throne looking for you. There is a problem. Listen, while Saul was in his father's house, God was already talking with Samuel. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I'm sending, he said, a certain guy will come around by tomorrow. May God help you to be obedient to the Great Commission. So that you don't miss the opportunity to be relevant. Once he was in the house, chopping teasers, chopping fufu, chopping bamboo, God was telling the prophets, a king is coming, a king is coming, a king is coming, a king is coming. Do you know, he so looked for the lost donkeys that he himself became lost. Yeah. Hmm. But a throne found him. Grace found him. Mercy found him. Power found him. Favor found him. You are missing something. If you have never been on evangelism, you are, you are, you are missing something great. You have signed up to be irrelevant in life. Yes. And you, if you think it's all about money, I can tell you people who have money, but they are not relevant. Because money does not necessarily make you relevant. There are people who don't have money, but they are relevant. Yes, because they have something that money cannot buy. That is why what you've noticed is that when these young, young boys, they start making money, they want to go into music. Yes, because they know without their money, all they can buy is a car and a house and be on social media be fully. They are not, they are not relevant. So what do they do? They now enter into media, start doing songs. So that they are trying to look for relevance, how to be relevant. So that when even an event is going on, they can be invited. When they step somewhere, they can be acknowledged. That is, they have money, but they don't have relevance. Yeah. This is your ticket to be relevant. Mm. Your ticket. As the weeks go by, I will show you more. Yes, sir. But today, I'm talking about just one thing that will benefit you. The first commission you will earn is that you will become so relevant. Yes, so relevant. Heaven cannot do without you. Do you know in the days of David, do you know what the Bible said? <laughs> the life of, of David was equal to the life of 40,000 men. It means that when you put 40,000 men on the left and put David on the right, the sign in the middle is equal to. I was expecting the sign to be greater than 40,000 against one, and then greater than the rest of It's equal to. So he had the life of 40,000 people. Relevance. Relevance. A relevant man cannot die anyhow. No. God knows when something bad happens to you, the kingdom will lose. There are some people in church, if they forgive my language, it won't happen. But if they die, heaven has not lost. For what on cry, you're not doing anything. If you go, just go. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there are some other people, 
God will help, they will enter car, the car will some assault, they will come out with some sugar. Ah, Why? They can't die. If they die, there are people feeding widows, clothing the naked, all of that. They can't die anyhow. They can't die anyhow. You have to sign up for relevance. And the key to doing that is the Great Commission. As he went looking for the donkeys, he started his journey as a nobody. You see, and he, the four stations he got to, let me end here, the four stations he got to, the first place he got to, the Bible says what? It's called Ephraim. Alright? Ephraim in the Hebrew means fruitful. Alright? So there are times that evangelism can be fruitful. You just go, the person accepts, you just go, the person comes, you know, all of that. Then he go to the next location called what? Shalisha. Now in Shalisha, the word Shalisha means three. Okay. Or the three. So Shalisha is a place of confusion. <laughs> Shalisha is a place where you have options. Three stands for options. In this case. So in Shalisha, the Bible says they started their journey from the father's house. They go to the place called what? Benjamin. Eh, sorry, Ephraim. And Ephraim means what? Fruitful. So it means that it looks like, okay, the journey is being fruitful. Then they go to Shalisha, confusion. Options. In Shalisha, you will discover that the time you can do for evangelism, you can use it to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> In Shalisha, you will know that the time for evangelism, you can use it to go for drink up. You can use it to attend a wedding that your presence or absence will not change anything. A wedding, you you know that some weddings is crucial. You have to be there. Some you are it doesn't. You are not supposed to be. You if you are not there, it won't change anything. You are just going there to be a nuisance. By four selfies with the bride, and she's giving you sign that I don't want to take this selfie, man. Look by four, we must say yeah, yeah. That's Alicia. You have options. You can use that time to sleep. In fact, the money you used to take car and go for evangelism, always be there to trophy. You can go to Baba. No, the Baba wait there for heaven. Baba by the Tijinga sports and order for Tijinga and chop. With the money you can use to go and win the souls. So there are options. You have no less than three options as Shalisha. Then they go to Shalim. Shalim in the Hebrew means foxes or fists. So, the third point is where evangelism becomes a battle. Mm. A battle. Forces, fists, it has become a battle. The person is refusing to surrender to Christ. The person is giving you tough time. <laughs> and you are like, hey, this, whether you like it or not, you must give your life. Not like you, on, in, the, in front of the person. Now you have taken the soul winning to another, another level. It has gone beyond, I'm inviting a person, a person. No, you have seen it now as a battle because soul winning is a battle. Yeah. You think it's just by, hey, I want to invite you to my church. Hello. Demons are also inviting the person to somewhere else. Yeah. It becomes a battle. Now you are fasting. You are prayer. You begin to intensify things. At all costs, this guy must be what? Saved. That is challenge. Where it gets to a point, it becomes a battle. If you can cross Ephraim, the main challenge with evangelism in our days is Shalisha. Options. Sad time, you know, there's a lot you can. In fact, you can even watch a seasonal movie with that time. If you can cross Shalisha, you are getting close. Where you know it is not about options, this is the only option I have, and I must forego all other activities. And go for this soul winning. Then the third place is what? Shalim, right? Where it becomes what? A battle. Then the last place is Benjamin. Benjamin means son of my right hand. Mm. This is where you begin to see the manifestation of the power of God mm. in evangelism. You will see the son of my right hand until you go through Ephraim, until you go through Shalisha and Shalim. You will see the son of his right hand. You will see the manifestation of his power. I am standing here by the grace of God because on campus 
was break time. I was going about preaching in the campus school. Yes. Whilst others were at the canteen eating, I was under a tree praying with a few people. Whilst people were in their lecture halls in the morning preparing for the next lecture, I was in lecture halls preparing people for eternity. I had options. But at my shalisha, I chose to use it for God. Today, many of those guys are not relevant. By the grace of God, on Wednesday, when I preach, people in the U.S. listen to it. Oh, yes. People in other nations, Nigeria, South Africa, where? Croatia, and the rest, listen to me. I have not met them before, but they are listening to me. Because once you log in, it picks your location. Do you want to end up an irrelevant person? Today, by the grace of God, my mom and dad, sometimes they can come and say, Reverend, what do you think about this? They're not calling to tell me. They're saying, what do you think about this? Some of you, they can't even call you and ask, what do you think about this? What do you think does not matter? <laughs> my kid brother is here. When it was time for him to go to the university, my father called me and said, he has gotten a chance to go to the university, but there are a few complications. What course do you think you should go and do? A point came, I had to decide this course. Mm. Eh? And I'm not, it's not about money, it's about relevance. Yes. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. So, in summary, all I'm trying to say is that the great commission will make you great. Mm -hmm. It will make you great. Yes. It has made other people great. It will make you great. What was the greatness of Moses? Not because he was born in Pharaoh's house. Mm -hmm. It was because he led a certain people from darkness into light. Mm -hmm. It was because he led a generation through the wilderness. He was born as a son of Pharaoh, adopted as a son of Pharaoh. He lived in the palace. He was a prince. But for all of that time, he was not relevant. He was not relevant as the son of Pharaoh. He was not relevant as the son of, you know, uh, Pharaoh's daughter. He was not relevant as a prince. But the day he began to pursue the great commission mm. of leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, that was where his relevance broke out. Yes. There are some of you sitting here, your relevance is not in your certificate. Mm. It's not in your workplace, your salary. Forget it. It is in the great commission. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Be on your feet, everybody. So it's a, it's a good message. I think it's a good message. I think it's a powerful message. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. We hope you were blessed by this message. For this and more, follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook. And remember to share this message with friends and loved ones. Stay connected. We celebrate you.